This episode is sponsored by our friends at Wild for Planners. Wild for Planners are committed to supporting these important conversations we here at Planners and Wine bring to you. Be sure to follow Wild for Planners on social media to continue the conversation. What's up, guys, and welcome back to Planners and Wine. My name is Myra. And my name is Megan. Welcome back, guys. Yes, back to another week. Mm-hmm. Um, happy Juneteenth. Yes, we are recording on Juneteenth, yeah. uh, the brand First, new national yeah, holiday. holiday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. federal holiday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> yeah, we are going yeah, to talk just, about that wanted to say it to Mm -hmm. you (laughs) absolutely period exactly uh yeah so how's it been going this week for you Myra what you what you been up to it's been really crazy at work Mm -hmm. but I'm I'm still excited for being able to have a little bit of a break next week Mm -hmm. and this will be like our first little family trip I guess yeah so at which I have not done anything for when are y'all leaving tuesday mm-hmm. yeah okay tuesday. so yeah. <laughs> yeah i've done nothing uh and i need to like kind of figure out only thing i really planned is ashton's bathroom breaks mm-hmm. and how we're going to try to travel during his nap time so he can sleep most of the time that's yeah. the only thing i play it but yeah this that's start. true that's good that's good yeah. how far is the drive uh, from where you are to gatlinburg uh non-stop about five hours but I'm sure we'll probably okay. have to stop with him so it probably take us about six okay yeah yeah that's definitely if you can get it on his uh maybe kind of me- well if you're willing to do this to mess up his sleep schedule temporarily <laughs> to guarantee he'll be sleep on the road <laughs> I mean after last night debacle um <laughs> Thank you to the patrons for being so understanding because we just had like a huge rainstorm and mm-hmm. the power went out like 30 minutes before we were supposed mm-hmm. to <laughs> do our meetup. Yes, so that disrupted his sleep schedule because he sleep right now mm-hmm. and he usually take a nap in probably about another hour or so. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he ain't go to sleep till like midnight last night. See that. Okay. So the night before y'all go, keep him up and let him sleep in get him up to get on the road he'll go right back to sleep in the car as soon as y'all get going yeah. and he, he may mess around and sleep through the whole thing because the car can be so soothing to kids yeah yeah that's like my when hope we, when we drive to memphis um mason sleeps for a good oops, sorry guys mason sleeps for like a good chunk of the ride so um because we try to leave really early in the morning when she's still really really sleepy and that definitely that definitely helps yeah yeah that's that's probably gonna have to be the move because not only not like I don't want to mess up his potty training but it Mm -hmm. also will give me like some silence yeah (laughs) for a couple of hours and silence is golden especially when you're a parent especially when you are a parent yeah for sure yeah the uh, June has been oh my god it has been so crazy 
I've been working summer school. I'm, this is the last week of summer school. I'm so excited. What? It feel like you just started. I know it flew by. It literally <laughs> flew by. And I'm honestly, like I put on Instagram the other day, I'm really going to miss my summer school kids because I was really thinking that, because I never obviously worked summer school before. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that the kids who ended up in summer school were like the kids with like the like behavior issues and who just mm-hmm. really was acting mm-hmm. on fool all year. Because back in my day, that's what that was yep. pretty much the main reason why you went to summer school because you was gonna pass but you was acting stupid but now like I have the majority of the kids who I have are super super sweet are really trying really hard I think because of COVID and everything this year a lot of them were virtual and obviously unless your parent is sitting there at home with you forcing you to get on the internet and do your homework yeah. and all that yeah you're not doing what you you needed to do you know especially these younger kids like I really think yeah that's too much freedom for yeah younger below kids, the yeah. age of like 13 barely you can't mm-hmm. really handle that type of responsibility by yourself so I think that's why a lot of them are in summer school but they have just been super sweet and fun and it's just been great so I am gonna miss them but I'm ready to have my summer back and I feel like if I had worked the whole school year there's no way in hell that I'll be doing something <laughs> right now because I would have needed like, y'all not finna cut my break in half absolutely not <laughs> absolutely not so when is the um the fall or I was gonna say semester real school yeah. year start you know yeah. what I'm trying to say <laughs> well okay so for my district and a lot of the districts around me the official first day of school is August 12th so here we get out of school towards like the middle end of May and then we go back to school towards the beginning middle of um August teachers have to start back on like a, like a week before that because we just got some yeah. weird teacher stuff that we got to do first but yeah so the kids don't actually start until August the 12th so I'll have the whole month of July to just do me and try to get our lives together because we've been going through this home selling slash home buying process and I am stressed to the max it's not fun no it's not fun until it's over yeah that's the thing yeah and it's like I don't even remember the home buying process initially being this stressful but when you're trying to sell and buy at the same time it's just a lot it's absolutely a lot like I'm not sure if we're still going to be temporarily moving into apartment or if we'll be able to move directly from this house to our next house and you know the hubby is not helping because he's just like you know whatever you want to do and I'm like no whatever we want to do help me I can't make a decision that's why we keep going back and forth yeah if I could make a decision <laughs> I wouldn't be talking to you about it I'm curious because I, I had the same issue with Chuck it's just mm-hmm. which it comes in handy in certain situations, mm-hmm. but with stuff as huge as buying and selling the house, seriously, nah, I need your input. Seriously. And I'm trying to be very careful because I feel like, like when we first got this house, we were house poor at the beginning of it. Like we struggled, like we just, I didn't feel like we just bought it way too soon and we couldn't truly, truly afford it. So like for like the first like year, year and a half, it was really, really tough. And I feel like I made that decision basically by myself because he was all Mm. like oh you know whatever you want to do so I'm trying not to make the same mistake twice which is only listening to myself and not getting input from somebody else somebody who may be a little bit more logical than I am and also like my husband is just a lot more like he will take forever to make a decision whereas I if I want to do something I just go ahead and do it so we kind of balance each other out in that way but I need his balance like where you at yeah <laughs> you know yeah I feel like maybe we're we're more like 
dreamers and they're a little mm-hmm. bit more realistic mm-hmm. exactly so it it can't exactly. be the dreamers making all the decisions while dreaming is cool but exactly it especially when house buying like we can it's too big we can dream it's too yeah it's way too big it's yeah. not just like what are we eating for dinner tonight yeah you know what i'm exactly. saying yeah. i need i need more so i'm literally trying to like pull like literally before we start recording i was just like play yelling at him because i was like i'm stressed out because i'm doing this by myself <laughs> where are you at where are you at i feel like <laughs> is this my life because <laughs> that's I've literally said that thousands of times like it's it's too much like I appreciate is ghetto. trusting me but right right but do I you trust me here. or do, are you just do you just not care are you or do you just you just want me to make the decision so if I, if you say something I don't agree with we don't have to fight I feel like I think 90% it's a of the things yeah, yeah my husband does <laughs> is because he don't want to argue yeah <laughs> so I'm just like which cool but in certain situations like sometimes we have to have a disagreement to come to some kind of compromise exactly 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 yeah adults think it's stressful adults think it's ghetto zero out of ten do not recommend Mm -mm. um do not become an adult if you can help it my gosh (laughs) say it to all the adults listening to this seriously (laughs) y'all get it seriously but yeah we just wanted to talk a little bit about what's going on in our lives right now but um yeah we can go ahead and get into our awesome guest um we are talking to lauren from plan with laura today and i am so excited about our conversation with her she's gonna be talking about all about social media marketing marketing working with brands being an influencer all that good stuff um, just giving us like a little behind the scenes of what that is really like because y'all are not familiar with playing with Laura. She has a full-time job, but she also does the social media thing basically full-time too. So she has a definitely a lot of insights. So I cannot wait yeah. to hear that conversation or li- have yeah. that conversation with her. <laughs> yeah. <we> that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I think you all will enjoy it. Um, we did get some questions, which is another reason why you need to follow us over on Instagram at Planners mm-hmm. in Mind. Uh, we popped up a little question box in our stories and we got a, a decent amount of good questions. So she will be um, answering those for y'all today. And yep. I think it's going to be helpful. So yep. buckle up. Yes, yes. So yeah, guys, so we're going to go ahead and head to the interview and we will be back. All right, guys. So welcome back. And we have our awesome friend, Laura, from Plant With Laura on the podcast today. Laura, how are you? I am doing so great. I'm so excited to be here. Talk to my favorite people. Also, can we just like take a moment to like, the last time I was on the podcast was the day that they announced the election results. Today is Juneteenth. Mm-hmm. Like, is this not some black girl magic up in the air? Like, I yeah. don't know what it is. Here he <laughs> is. It just keeps working out that way. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> you know, hopefully, you know, the next time we have you on the pod will be the day that they announce, you know, reparations for the for the black and brown people. <laughs> and and if, it's, if we don't have it scheduled, we're just, I'm going to text you guys and say, okay, it's time to go live. Like, yeah. let's go. <laughs> Period. Where y'all at? Let's go. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Yes, we are so happy to have you back with us, Laura. I know you have so much stuff going on with your life. So we are just overjoyed that you could share your time with us and just, you know, just hang out with us and answer some of our listener questions. So great. Wow. So great to have I'm you. So excited. Thankful as always to 
you know, have, have you guys uh, reach out and make this happen? Yes. Yes. So for those <laughs> folks who may not know who you are, can you, I don't know who they are, but can you just, just in case, <laughs> right. let them know. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. Who yes, you yes. are and what you do. I would love nothing more. So I am Lauren. I go by Plan with Laura and I call myself your planner, BFF, your go-to gal. But I really focus um, on my platforms to talk about planning strategies because I don't think that there's a perfect planner out there. I don't think there's a one-size-fit-all system, but I do Mm -hmm. think that there are strategies that you can use to help in whatever aspect that may be for you. So whether it's planning, organization, productivity, goal setting, you know, I really say that I plan because I want to be able to reclaim my time, achieve my goals, and live the life that I've always wanted to. And that's what planning empowers me to do. And it's something that I feel comfortable talking about and something that I absolutely love sharing for others. And so foundational, you'll see to all of my, anything that I post, whether it's Instagram, YouTube, blog, like I think there's a Pinterest board out there. Like if Mm -hmm. you had to, you know, maybe there's even a MySpace, who knows, you know? Um, (laughs) But I always tried to bring it, tried to keep it as simple as possible, make it implementable Mm -hmm. and realistic for your day-to-day life. And, you know, along the way, show a little bit of, positivity and yep. you know my puppy which you know I'm kind of obsessed with right now where so uh, my partner and I are newly dog parents so we have a puppy called Minnie who we mm-hmm. love my partner and I recently got engaged it's, I mean really it's just my I life was, that I, I talk was just about. about to say <laughs> like don't be referring to him as your partner he's your fiance sis okay yes. go ahead and put that up on the I know I've been waiting so long for it I should finally get to be able to say it and to use it and to you know put it out there yes. <laughs> yeah it's you know such what? a transition because mm-hmm. I, I was calling Chuck like my boyfriend and like a month into our marriage because <laughs> <laughs> Like it's such a transition. Y'all, I was kind of <laughs> cocky with it. Because when as soon as we got engaged, I couldn't wait to say my fiance and I couldn't wait to say my husband. Y'all, I changed my last name on Facebook that same night. <laughs> Legally, hey, I was still said, Richmond hold for hold like on, another year. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. And you know what, Lord? I love what you said about using planning as a way to reclaim your time. Because I feel like in this community, we all have gotten really caught up with the decorative aspect of planning, which is awesome and fun. And we love that. But mm-hmm. that can be very time consuming. And when it comes right down to it, the whole point of planning is to reclaim your time, to have the time in your life to dedicate to what you want to dedicate it to and not just be running around like a chicken with your head cut off all the time because you have so much stuff to do and it's not well planned out. So I, I love it. I yeah, love it. I think I think the biggest thing that I saw for me and like, I know we're going to be talking about like, you know, how to grow on social media. What does it look mm-hmm. like to work with brands and clubs? And like, we'll get to that. We'll get you to good stuff. For anyone who doesn't know me, I go off on tangents. I love to tell stories. I just feel like that's like the Gemini, the everything. I mean, I know we got a bunch of Gemini's on this call. So, you know, I know we are in good company there, but um, (laughs) the biggest thing that I think for me that I realized is when I, like my origin story to say for lack of a better words, is that, you know, I had moved to a city with my fiance um, (laughs) boyfriend at the time and didn't know a single soul there. So I was like, and I had used planners and all this stuff. And like, because yeah. I am the person that I am, I bought a planner and I said, Hey, like, I'm going to make a plan. I'm going to go see people and like meet people. And I stumbled upon a YouTube video as we all do. And I was mm-hmm. like, Oh my God, there's this community. Like what? This is amazing. And they had all these stickers and these yep. formats and these layouts. And I will say like, I was a 
singular planner person, but at this time I said, I need them all. I need everything. And I feel like that's mm -hmm. kind of like, I don't know, you kind of have to get like baptized into the planner community and you have yeah. to go through that process <laughs> where you buy everything yeah. and you're, you know, you're figuring it all out. Um, but recently, so, um, I'm in the process of moving. I, I feel like I need to play pandemic bingo. And it's like, you know, mm -hmm. bought a dog, moved your house, mm -hmm. got engaged, yeah. all the things that I've done every pandemic. <laughs> um, but so we're in the process of moving. And as we're moving, I found my original planner. And so this was a planner that I used back in college and all. And it was filled. I mean, I looked at it and I said, I could never use this. Like the mm -hmm. fact that I thought I could ever use this before, um, you know, I literally had ripped pages out. The binding is duct taped, you know, like, oh my God, <laughs> it is in like, I looked at it. And I said, no, but mm -hmm. it did remind me that I used to be able to plan in one planner and that was perfectly fine. It was more than yeah. what I needed and I couldn't yeah. do it. And I think, um, you know, I really saw a shift in my own personal brand where, cause I, when I first started off, I thought that I had to do what everyone else was doing. Yeah. Everyone was using mm -hmm. one brand. Everyone was decorating in one way. And I'm not going to lie. The first thousand followers that I got on Instagram and on YouTube is because I kind of followed the formula to buy one yeah. brand, decorate my planner, one brand. So I think that kind of like tricked me and was like, okay, well, I grew pretty fast to a thousand because I did it this way if I continue to do this way, like I'm just going to skyrocket and do all of these right. things. And that's just not what happened. It became yeah. super disingenuous. It's, I literally was never even using the planners. Like I would decorate them and do all these things and not have enough room to write down my actual plans. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I can't do this. And at the time I was still pretty new to the community. You know, like I'd only been yeah. planning quote unquote in this way for like six months at the time. And so, mm -hmm. you know, I think for me, it was growing and figuring out what my style is and figuring out what I want to do. And don't get me wrong. I love stickers as much as yeah. everybody else. You know, like I, I don't want that to come off as I don't, I buy them all. I love them all. But I realized for me, like, Hey, I'm going to have a planner where I don't put stickers in at all. That's going to be the planner I use on the day to day. Yep. I'm going to have one that I use every single planner in the book and like, or sticker in the book and mm -hmm. had so much fun. And that be like the really therapeutic side to me. And I think yep. for mm -hmm. me, when I went back to the root, like, why am I buying this planner? It, and it's something, and okay, now you guys got me on a tangent, mm -hmm. but like when I no, tell people, okay. <laughs> when I tell people to start in a planner, I say the first thing you should always do is write an intention in your planner. You know, I take mine on a sticky yeah. note and I put it in the front of my planner. And I always say like, I'm trying to think what my intention for this year is. Oh, my intention for this year is to, um, you know, like do tasks to work on my goal, but also to document the fun memories that are having in my life. Right. Yeah. That's the intention for this year. My intention last year was more on like, you know, I wanted to uh, make the most time that I could given the fact that we were at home by doing projects and things around the house. Right. Um, but every time I open my planner, I know what my intention for that planner is. I yeah. know why I originally bought it. So when I start to get sidetracked, because guess what? We all get bored in a planner. We all mm -hmm. get sidetracked. Life happens. Things happen to us. There are going to be weeks or months at a time that I don't actually pick up my planner, but mm -hmm. like, you know, that there's not that pressure there. So anyway, yeah. that's my, that's my big origin story of, you know, kind of how we started and you know, <laughs> yeah. what I'm passionate about now, which is like, I want them to be simple, realistic. I want them to be goal oriented because mm -hmm. I think, you know, why not focus yeah. on goals and ultimately they got to be fun or you're not going to want to do them. So absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know what? I really <laughs> relate to you a lot when you're talking about having a planner that's for decoration and then having a planner for this, just for functional practical purposes, because I feel like over the past, like couple of months, I really have not been planning in a paper planner a lot at all. Really over the past month, I haven't been doing it at all. And the main reason, because I feel like 
my mindset had just been so caught up in, oh, I got to make this spread. Oh, I got to put these stickers. And I just haven't felt like doing it at all. You know what I'm saying? And by the time I feel like doing it or it's like, and I, I really got caught up in not wanting to have to wait until I made the spread in order to put my plans in it. You know what I'm saying? Like I just got a planner, a new planner yesterday. And what I did, everything that I already have planned out for the next couple months, I just went ahead and wrote them down. Yes. Like I just didn't, I didn't want to do a sticky note. I didn't want to do, I didn't want to have to wait for the stickers to do that. So I really, really like just that having that separation can be really helpful for some people. I think it's going to be helpful for me because I do want to have one functional planner and a decorative fun therapeutic planner and just keep them separate. So a hundred percent, the biggest advice, the best piece of advice that I've ever gotten, um, from Saray plans. If you don't follow her on Instagram, she's Mm -hmm. beautiful handwriting. She has her own Etsy shop and stuff, but she is based out of the new England area. So I actually met up with her, um, Mm -hmm. you know, when I was first getting started and we were both a part of like the new England planner society. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I said like, first off, how'd you grow your platform? But also too, like, how, how have you stayed so consistent in using one brand or a planner and whatever? And she said, the best thing that I ever did is I took six months off the social media and you know, me, I was like, Oh, oh my gosh, like, you know, I <laughs> yeah. did her, you know? Um, but she was like, I took six months off of social media and she said, and I just planned for me, you know, I didn't mm. film what I was doing. I didn't put any stick. Like I was planning for me and I found, Hey, I really only, you know, I like to decorate on a weekly cadence versus some people might want to decorate on a monthly cadence versus some people might want to not decorate at all. And she was like, I figured out what my planning style was going to be. I figured out what worked for my style. Mm -hmm. And once I felt confident in that, then I came back to Mm. Instagram and to YouTube and to all of these different things. And, you know, um, you know, I I didn't necessarily do that, but that's a piece Mm -hmm. of advice that has always stuck to me. Um, and you know, the, the funniest thing that I tell people, cause I always get people asking me like, well, how do I grow a planner account? Like, I don't think my spreads are pretty enough. I said, I have a quote unquote planner account. I don't post spreads at all. Name the last time mm. you've seen a spread on my social media, you know, because yeah, I don't think true. that there's, there's one linear path to what it's supposed to look like or what it's right. supposed to be. As long as right. you're sharing what you care about. And as long as you're sharing what makes you happy and you're getting out of the community, whatever mm-hmm. it is for you, whether that is business or collaboration opportunities, or maybe it's just friendship, or yeah. maybe it's just like a community of like-minded people. If you would have told me two years ago that I could be able to talk to someone about the different type of paperweights and whether a color, whether paper color was ivory, <laughs> yellow, champagne, or white, like I would have uh-huh. said, nobody cares about that. But right. like, obviously do people. people Absolutely. Do you know, so. Yeah, that that is, I love that advice. That that advice was very dope. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think I could have did six months yeah. of social media, but <laughs> but I get the point. Mm-hmm. I get the point. Cause, Cause she's I, getting to plan without all the noise and the distraction yeah. and seeing what other people are doing. She's really just getting to hone in on what worked better for her. I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah, my, mm-hmm. I kind of had that like disruption is what I'm gonna call it. Uh, you know, last year after you know, everything went down mm-hmm. and taking a step back from Happy Planner, cause that's kind of how I grew my platform being solely mm-hmm. under that. And after taking Same. a, uh, yeah, after mm-hmm. taking a step back from that, I really started to know like, okay, what do I want to share? What do I want to keep for myself? What is my planning style? Yeah. What do I like? And how can I help people by like sharing it on my platform? So mm-hmm. 
that's solid advice. I didn't even realize until this very moment that that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And like you said, like, it really is like a recipe to get to that first thousand. Yeah. And then it's like, now what? Because mm-hmm. the growth gets very stagnant when you're not doing something, when you're not doing what's really natural to you, when you're just trying to do what other people are doing. And I think all the people who have been really successful as far as growth in this community are the people who just decided to take a step back and do them. If it was happening, yeah. If it was EC, if it was some other company, hell, if it was not posting your spreads like Laura, that's just what ended up working. You know what I'm saying? So you really just have to find your vibe and what absolutely just just comes natural to you, and just not get so caught up in you know what everybody else is doing because you know that's whack. That's whack. Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into the questions from our listeners. They had some really good questions for you, Laura, because if y'all also don't know, Laura is basically, I mean, she's a social media influencer. We talked about this at the beginning of the episode. Like she does this, she has a full-time job, but she still finds 40 extra hours in the week to do social media full-time. Like the girl don't stop, period. She like Beyonce, she has extra time in her days. I don't know, but <laughs> so let's go ahead and get into those. Uh, okay, so the first question they asked, what is the best way to advocate for yourself when working with a shop or company? Oh, that's a really good question. Great. That's yeah. really great. I do want to say, so I get asked all the time and I'm totally happy. Like people are like, well, what are your credentials? Like, why should I trust you? Why should I mm-hmm. listen to a thing I anything that comes out of your mouth. And I, you know, I, I, listen, I went to school and I studied psychology and communications, which essentially is like a marketing degree. And what anyone with a marketing degree will tell you is that marketing changes from year to year. Literally the things that I was learning back in undergrad are very different than what they are now. Um, So I will say that, you know, on a corporate level, I've worked in marketing, I've worked in social media, I've seen that. And I said, if I can do this for other people, I can do it for myself. You know, mm-hmm. I think yes. on another kind of level, um, you know, I have uh, ADHD, something I've always lived with, something I've always had. But uh, I kind of think like if something doesn't catch my attention, you know, mm-hmm. or if I lose attention from it super quickly, this is going to be things that like, you know, either people will relate to or they don't relate to. Yeah. Um, and I've kind of used all of those things to build what I build. I also am a person who is very direct. So I ask a lot of questions. This in many instances in my life has gotten into a lot of trouble, but in many instances (laughs) in my life has always also been a really great thing because I've asked a lot of hard questions or I've asked a lot of questions and, you know, through that have built up my own knowledge and, you know, Mm -hmm. had a little bit of trial and error in the process, Um, not a little, a lot of trial and error in the process. (laughs) I don't want it to come off that this is easy by any means. Um, So wanted to give that caveat. The question was just so I, for my, is to how to advocate yourself when you're working with brands, correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Brands or shops or things like that. Okay. Yep. So the biggest thing that I tell people, and I, I know it's really hard, is you need to take some time working in your business. So whether your business is social media or a different platform, you need to take time to be able to articulate what is the return on investment that a brand gets from working with you? And I think that's a really hard question, especially when you're first starting out, because you're like, there's a lot of imposter syndrome and people saying like, well, you know, I have no idea, you know, like I, I don't have enough followers. So it's a brand shouldn't work with me. Like what is your unique identifier? And I think, again, sometimes people think that, oh, well, I'm different than Megan or I'm different than Myra. Mm-hmm. And that makes me uniquely different. And to a point, yes, but like, what, what are you going to provide? And I think that is understanding your 
business or your social media. And it's being able to say, Hey, you know, I can tell you 98% of my target audience is female. So like, you know, if uh, that's something I can tell you, I can tell you the four cities that I have the highest population and I can tell you, you know, here's what my audience reacts to versus here, Mm -hmm. what my audience doesn't react to. So if you are going to go in and ask for money, which everyone should be asking for money, like a a blanket statement there, you should be asking for money. Mm -hmm. I, there are, and we can get into this later. Like, I think there are times where you kind of play the field and figure out like, what do you want to do versus what do you not want to do? But I think the biggest thing is being able to talk about your business, talk about your brand, say, Hey, this is something that I can provide. And I think it's also working with that brand. And you saying like, you know, normally, um, I charge for this. And Mm -hmm. if they come back and say, Hey, we don't have a budget, then you might say something along the lines of like, you can decide whether you still want to work with that brand or not. I'm not going to tell you what to do. That is totally Mm -hmm. up to you and what you think your capacity is. But then maybe you say, okay, we'll talk because we're talking the planner niche. Maybe they're offering you one planner and a sticker book. Say, hey, I normally charge X amount of money for this. Would you be willing to up the amount of gifted product that you're gifting Mm -hmm. since I'm going to be doing this for free? You know, there's kind of kind of go back and forth a little bit and see what's going to be. Here's my favorite word. You should be using it every email, DM or whatever that you're working with a brand mutually beneficial. It needs Mm -hmm. to be mutually beneficial for you as well as the brand. And so that is my piece of advice. I I know I wish people want a X plus Y equals Z solution. Mm -hmm. Social media is a insane game. It is a game that there are very few laws around. It's a game that is constantly changing. Social media from what it was seven years ago is not what it is today. And it is, and here's a hard truth, it's probably never going to go back to that. Social media right. seven mm-hmm. years ago was posting a picture about your family and saying, I'm having a fun 4th of July. Are there still sections of social media that are like that? 100%. Mm-hmm. Can you find those communities? 100%. But for us to think that that's what social media is still at now, mm-hmm. it's just not what it is. You know, some yeah. social media every single day, we're seeing it roll out. They have affiliate programs. They have creator funds. You can get you can get paid right now for going live for 15 minutes on Instagram. You get $100 for going live because they, they want mm-hmm. people to use this as a business platform. Right. And for some people, that's going to be a turnoff and they're not going to want to be on the platform. That's okay. You right. know, that's okay yeah. if, if that's not what you want from it. But there are going to be some people who use that and capitalize it and build their brand. And I think, yep. again, it takes time to figure out, well, what do you want to do? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And you know what? I, I feel like that is such great advice, Laura, because especially from us, obviously with Planners of Wine, this is our business. Didn't right. start off as us making it a business, but it's kind of just evolved into a business for us. I definitely think that it's taken us probably this first whole year of doing this podcast to really be able to truly and confidently vocalize this is why you should sponsor our podcast. Mm-hmm. This is this is our this is our listeners. This is what they like. This is what they don't. Just like you said, and it takes time to be able to truly be able to vocalize what you bring to the table and be willing to walk away if that company is not mil- w- willing to meet you where you are or at least meet you halfway. You know what I'm saying? Like we've had to walk away from opportunities that may have sounded good but didn't fit for us or yep. if they weren't speaking our language. Like you definitely have to know who you are, know how to vocalize who you are and be willing to walk away or negotiate. And like you said, oh, I love that that phrase, mutually beneficial. Girl, you do not Hello? see it. it. Every <laughs> single thing I put out, I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I, I think my phrase I use is like, would love to be able to communicate ways in which we can make this mutually beneficial for the both of us. I, 
Yep. Literally, that's how I end every single one of my emails. Absolutely. Absolutely. And <laughs> if the brand don't hear dollar signs when you say that, then they're not listening because it, I mean, it doesn't always have to be money, but it's always talking about some type of compensation that makes it mm-hmm. worth my while just as much as it's worth your while. So 100%. Love okay. That so for this, us. Just, this just triggered a question. <laughs> it's not on the list, but this Okay. This is triggered for me, you know, talking about mutually beneficial. A lot of us um, come from like more of a corporate world where speaking about money is a little bit taboo. How do you kind of advocate for yourself and be a little bit comfortable putting a dollar sign on your work? A hundred percent. Okay. So I'm going to ask you a question. Are you asking like, how do you determine how much to charge? Or are you asking how to ask a brand to pay? Mm. I was at more the latter, but that first part is actually a good question. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I think you need that piece too, to know, you know, what's your worth. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. I will say this. And I recently did a live with Cynthia plans. Um, you should check it out. I think she saved that as an mm-hmm. IGTV, lots of nuggets there. And I will say that I have gone to the Instagram coaches. I've gone to the YouTube coaches. I've gone to the business coaches. I've spent my money doing that. And I literally would go into all these meetings and say, what do I charge? Literally just tell me what to charge. And everyone would say, oh, I can't tell you. So like, first off, I can't tell you, you know, that is a truth thing there, but here is what I will say, because like, I'm very action oriented person. This is what I did. Whether you decide to replicate that, don't decide to replicate that. That's Mm -hmm. completely up to you. But like you said, I still work a corporate job. I still work a nine to five. And so I said, I'm a salaried employee. And I said, okay, I'm not a math person. My fiance, John Michael is, I said, what is my hourly salary? my hourly salary. Like if you had to break that down, what is it? You know, and he said, okay, it's this amount. And I said, okay, for anything that I do, I'm going to double my hourly salary at work because this is off of work time. And this Mm -hmm. is, you know, doing it additionally. So I'm going to make this easy. Let's say I made $10 an hour. Right. And so I would say, okay, if a brand wants to do something for every hour that it's going to take, I'm going to charge $20. And we'll say an Instagram post by the time that I, because you got to think you're wearing a lot of hats when you're Instagram posts, you are photographer, you are set stylist, you are caption writer, you are social media manager, figuring out what hashtags you're going to use and what's going to do that. Right. So say I say, okay, it's going to take me 40. It's going to take me 40 hours. uh, Not 40 hours. It's going to take me four hours. Mm -hmm. I'm going to charge $20 per hour. And that's my rate, you know? And so that's, Mm -hmm. that's how I started. And that's how I figured out for me. Okay. I charge $20 an hour. That's what I started at. And then you know, or whatever it may be given your whatever, however you feel. And then people were like, yes, yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, you guys are saying yes way too fast. Mm-hmm. So I upped it a little bit, you know? <laughs> yep. I said, ooh, ooh, I'm getting some good feedback here. So then I upped mm-hmm. it a little bit. And with that, I also upped the quality of my content, you know? I said, yeah. okay, you know, I'm getting more experience in this because I think when you're first starting out, there is a little bit of a trial period. You have to figure out what do you like to do versus what do you not like to do? You know, like Mm -hmm. you have to figure out what platforms you're gonna be on. There's 30 platforms out there. You could be on Instagram, Mm -hmm. TikTok, Clubhouse. I saw Spotify came out with green rooms yesterday, like YouTube, like, you know, you figure out what you want to do and you say, oh, and so for me, I'm like Instagram and YouTube. Those are the two platforms that I create on. Mm Mm-hmm. And I figured out different rates for both of them. You know, it takes me significantly more time to do stuff on YouTube than it does on Instagram. So figuring out kind of what those rates are. And then I, um, I just started to play around with it. I said, okay, this is how much for this time and effort. And one thing that I will say about playing with Laura, I'm not a one person team anymore. I've been able to very thankfully, very blessed, been able to 
have a little bit of a team underneath me. So I do work with some people who help me, um, you know, make sure like I work with a virtual assistant. And so once I brought my virtual assistant on, I said, okay, if I'm going to do something, it's going to take me four hours to produce. And then it's going to take my virtual assistant an hour to make sure that it's scheduled and that it's up and that it flows Mm -hmm. with what our content looks like this week. Here's how much she makes an hour. So I'm going to tack that on to the price that I'm adding. So, um, you know, it's a little bit of a trial and error period for the people that I say, take your salary, double it. If you think that you are worth more than that, triple it, quadruple it, like, Mm -hmm. you know, figure out what works for you. But that's for me, I figured out an hourly salary that I felt comfortable with. And that's what I started reaching out to brands now on the brand piece, because it is so exciting to be reached out to by brands. And I don't want anyone to take that lightly. That's a really, really awesome thing, you know, Mm -hmm. unless if they're asking you to buy something and then like, they'll send you a credit for it. And then like, then they're just wasting your time. For for anyone who doesn't know when a brand asks you, Hey, can you buy this? And we'll Venmo you, or we'll PayPal you. They're trying to get their sale number up. That's like the core of why they're doing it. Mm -hmm. They want their sales to go up. And so they're paying people to buy so that their sale numbers go up so that they get recommended, whether it's by Amazon, Etsy, or whatever it may be. So for anyone who may not have known that, that's why they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you reach out to brands, I, I get, I got reached out by a brand who I love. I love their products. I was so excited. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they're reaching out to me. And I said that in the email. I said, hey, thank you so much for reaching out. I'm so excited you're here. Because I'm a very methodical person. I was like, mm-hmm. I would love to work with you. Here are the two ways in which I work with people. Way number one that I work with you. I'm like, you are welcome to send me free product. If you send me free product, however, I am not required to post about it and I will not necessarily post a review. If I do post a review, it will probably be on my Instagram stories mm-hmm. and I'll tag you in the products if I choose to show it. I'm like, yep. that's, I'm like that's option number one. I'm like, yep. option number two is I worked in paid capacities. You know, um, If you have a budget for this project, please let me know. Would love to work for mm-hmm. you guys and figure out something that is mutually beneficial for the both of us. You know, and so that's kind of like how I um, have started. I said, hey, I have these two options because I also kind of felt in this place where I was like, I don't want to be so exclusive that I'm like, I never work with anybody without a budget. Right. That's just not where I am personally right right now. And so I am giving the option and there have been companies who have sent me stuff that I've just said, doesn't really align to what my... Yeah, people are, are but you're, you're up or, front and you're putting it yeah. out there like as soon as the emails start you're letting them know like exactly these are the options with working with me which one works for you better if neither one of them work for you that's fine but yeah absolutely exactly and I am not a lawyer um mm-hmm. I have a lawyer but and one thing that she told me that I had no idea about is that depending mm-hmm. on the state that you're in emails are legally binding. So like you, y'all take that as like contracts that you are working on Mm -hmm. with brands when you're just going through and the emails or things, or if you're in DMs, get your DMs into your emails, because if anything ever does go bad, you need protections for yourself. That's what I'm saying. The whole social media influencer market is weird. There's no protections. Mm -hmm. There's, there's nothing out there that's keeping everything sane. So as fast as you can, move everything mm-hmm. over into the emails. And then at least there, depending on your state, again, I'm not a lawyer, so please don't say, hey, Laura told me that in the state of <laughs> New Mexico yeah. that this is legally binding because <laughs> I do not know, but mm-hmm. um, get everything over to emails and then just start. I mean, that, I, that sounds so silly to just start, but um, you'll probably like for me, the first couple of times I said, hey, this is my price, people said no. And I that was like a massive kind of blow to my ego that I was like, yeah. oh, everyone's telling me that I should, 
charge and I charge and now people don't want to work with me and like, yeah, it will come. It will come. And if you're continuing to hone in your voice, your skill, your craft, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. people will come. Yeah. And I I can attest to that for sure. Absolutely. They will. And something that I just have really been annoyed about with the influencer field where we're in particular, like with the planning community in particular with these companies is that they want to pay you with product with expectations on the end of that. I never liked that part of it. Like you say, like, if you want to send me something, I feel like, and I'm not paying for it, it's free, but you're also not giving me any other type of compensation, any financial compensation. I never liked the idea of being obligated to post about it, obligated to make a video about it, obligated to talk about it when the payment is literally the product, because I don't care what nobody says. In my world, in my view, product is not payment product cannot pay the bills product cannot buy groceries <laughs> you know what I'm saying so I just I love how upfront you are about that and letting them know on the front end and I think that's some amazing advice that I mean anybody who is out here and working hard on their social media posts even if you're not somebody who's trying to pursue it for financial reasons like if you're but if you're still putting in that time and taking away that time from yourself and your family to make your social media great to talk about products that you care about make sure is mutually beneficial to you and mutually beneficial that is going to be our tagline here and and i i do want to say i still think the coolest thing and this is just piggybacking off of what you're saying megan like the coolest thing in the world is getting free product like i'm not gonna sit Mm -hmm. here and lie to you like that every time we get a pr box i'm like oh my gosh like i'm so excited Mm -hmm. about this i can't wait to open it i can't wait to see what's in it but exactly what you're saying like but what are the expectations around it? You know, mm-hmm. like, exactly. and I think also too, in the planner community and for anyone who won't know, I'm going to plug myself super fast. I have Patreon. I love my Patreon. I have a mm-hmm. VIP Patreon field in which I work one-on-one with people who are just like you interested yes. to work on their social media. I deep dive. We dive into your thing. You, um, one of my VIPs, Janie just came on your podcast and she was yes. absolutely amazing. She killed it. It's been such a joy to be able to work with her and you know, watch her grow and see everything. That Mm -hmm. being said, I only have one more spot left for the entirety of 2021, if anybody Mm -hmm. is interested. But one of the things that, um, you know, I always try to say, sorry, I lost my train of thought there for a second. (laughs) No, you're fine. You're fine. No, no, no. But um, the things that I think is specifically to the planner niche, it's time mm-hmm. for us to retrain the companies, you know, the yep. companies for yes, so long yeah. have been so willing and people are willing. And I, again, I'm trying to sit here and say like, everyone uses social media in a different way for you. It might mm-hmm. just be fun and getting a collab box is more than enough for you. And you're excited for that for other people. It's not, it's going to be different from, yep. it's just going to be different for everybody. But for the people who are wanting to make this a business for the people who do want to see longevity in this, we kind of all have to like retrain these companies to say, Hey, a free PR box isn't where it's at, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I can say, I've had conversations with companies and have said, Hey, you know, I know that this is something that you go ahead and do. You send out free PR boxes, Mm -hmm. but you add an expectation onto that. And like, there's a huge movement right now in the planner community to not do that, you know? And so like, if you choose to continue to set, send stuff out, you know, I think it would be best if you, you know, just say like, yeah. Hey, we don't have any expectations. We'd love if you could help us promote this, but there's not any expectations. And so, Absolutely. um, 
because 99% of those people who they're sending those boxes to are probably still going to post about it on Instagram. Are they going to make a full YouTube video reviewing it? Maybe not, but there's like you said, everybody is excited to get free stuff and you're still going to post it. You're still probably going to talk about it unless it's just something that you hate and not having that expectation on it will just make you look more fly as a company. I'm just saying, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah okay, that so, just triggered oh, something. I actually found. <laughs> I keep getting triggered. No, you're fine. <laughs> actually, one of the one of my favorite um, Instagram pages. It's it's F you pay me. It's oh, it has God. a period in there somewhere, but yeah. it's one of my faves. But I was checking out their stories. There's actually a course that was made for brands like up and coming brands that like really exploit the whole sim product and have these expectations to have a video and folks in those brands are making millions of dollars off of sending products to micro influencers so pretty much anybody like maybe under 50k Mm -hmm. followers yeah because they they said that the expectation from these influencers are that they are just getting a free product Mm-hmm. so it's it's definitely time to like change that around it's yep. it's kind of sad that it's a course out there because it I it doesn't even trigger to whoever made that course in these brands that they're exploiting people mm-hmm. listen if there are any brands mm-hmm. listening I love to do consulting I love to sit down and talk with you guys let you know what's <laughs> we going do on here yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll <laughs> Yep. We would love to. Yeah, absolutely. You know? yeah. But yeah. I think it's I think it's a little bit of a um we kind of have to retrain people and we kind of have mm-hmm. to, you know, say, hey, here's the expectation moving forward. Yeah. yeah. And you know I'm what? Have to something... find that and send it to y'all. So yeah, y'all yeah. Yes. Y'all. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> yes. And something that I always grew up just learning and hearing from like elders and older people around me is that you really have to you have to show people how to treat you. And it's the same way for working with these brands. Like you said, you have to train them. You have to show them how to treat because they kind of been getting away with something that's just not okay for a very long time. And like you said, there are always people who are fine with it. And if that's payment to them, that's on them. But I think the bigger issue is just for the brands to take that personal responsibility of doing what is not even arguably the right thing, which is not sending product with expectations. It's crazy. Uh, let's see. So another question that we got <laughs> that is is more so. Um, okay, so this question is more so directly about you know you with social media. So what's the best way to determine if a brand deal is legit slash worthwhile? And like, what are some red flags? Okay, so Ooh. red flags. That's great. Okay, mm-hmm. if a brand deal is legit and worthwhile, if it's an email, like that's the simplest thing that I can say. But any mm-hmm. brand that I've worked with in a big capacity. One has reached out to email, has known my name, has known a place to find me on my email. You know, all Mm -hmm. that's listed on all of my socials and things like that. Um, Number two, if a brand really is going to work with you and they want to do it, something that's a long-term campaign, a lot of them are willing and ready to hop on phone calls. So any brand that Mm -hmm. I've worked with in a big capacity about, you know, wanting to do something, ideas to do something, we've had multiple phone calls before we ever go to. If a brand is really, really legit, you're signing contracts because that's protecting Mm -hmm. you as the influencer. And that's also protecting the brand as the influencer. Um, So those are my like 
the most legit, that's what you're going to do. You're going to want to be able to be able to actively email these people, be able mm-hmm. to call them on the phone, um, you know, have conversations in which like you're going back and forth. It's not just the brand saying, hey, here's what we want you to do. It's you also being able to say like, here's what my expertise in, and here's how this mm-hmm. looks and here's how this goes. Um, and there's contracts involved. I say that those are, you know, for the most quote unquote legit. Are there ways mm-hmm. to do legit things without having contracts and things involved? Yes. Do I recommend it? No, you need your protections. Like mm-hmm. you have to understand like your intellectual property is something that should be protected, um, yeah. which anytime you are creating, you have intellectual property around there. Anyway, it's a whole nother tangent for another day. But um, <laughs> I think red flags are if a company's only willing to speak in DMs, I think red flags are if a company is asking you to pay for product to um, to be able to like receive the product. I think if it's like a multi-step campaign and there's not budget immediately talked into it, like if you're having to post 10 things over here one week and post another Mm -hmm. 10 things over here in another week. Um, and I think if a brand's not willing to like, if a brand's telling you specifically, this is what you have to do. And this is what I want it to look like. I think again, that's another big red flag because like at the end of the day, you have to think, and this is something that I used to struggle with a lot. Like it is your personal brand. I used to get these brand deals and, you know, just be like, oh, well, I'm going to show this because they sent it to me and, you know, but it didn't align to, you know, yeah. what, what, what I do. And now, so like now, anytime I receive them, I'm like, well, how can I relate it back to planning or organization or goal right. setting, or, you know, how, how, how am I able to do that and still showcase this product? And if I'm yeah. not able to do that, like, okay, so here's a funny thing. So um, Hyundai, the car company, like mm-hmm. there was like a, a potential opportunity with them and pretty big paycheck. And I was like, I, 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 I should do this. You know, like it, this mm-hmm. is like at the time had been like the, the biggest paycheck that I could have had. And I'm like, what the heck am I going to talk about with a damn car? Oh, sorry. If I, if mm-hmm. I can't, no, you're fine. It's fine. Um, <laughs> um, so I was like, what the heck, you know? And like, that's yeah. one of those opportunities that you have to sit there and say like, well, does it align to what I talk about and what I want to, and what I, what I talk about and what my platform is about. And I think Mm -hmm. the, the biggest advice that I can give with social media is find what you're passionate about, find what you like to talk about, find what you're interested in, but also listen to your followers because your platform is there because of your followers. Your platform is there because people are willing and like, what a glorious thing that like people are taking time out of their lives to listen to you or to interact with you. Mm -hmm. And like, that's something that I personally never want to forget or never want to not be mindful of. And are there people who like are trolls and are mean or nasty? Yes. But like, Mm -hmm. you know, in my personal experience, like those other people who are there to support you and who are subscribing and buying and doing all these things, they like, go hard for you and so it's like I want my content to also be stuff that they are interested in it's really finding that that perfect balance and so I have gone off on a tangent now um from no girl (laughs) (laughs) you know like there's an instance of something that could have been a big paycheck could have been a big payout but like didn't align to my brand didn't align to my goals like could it have been cool to say like oh look at this you know x y and z yeah but it didn't it wasn't it could have worked out but it wouldn't have done anything. And to me, it would have felt like a phony, you know? Yeah. It wasn't mutually beneficial. It was not mutually Mm -hmm. beneficial. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes it's just not always about the paycheck. Like you said, like you could have took that and like, you know, I got the check, Mm -hmm. you know, and moved on with life. But it kind of goes back to your integrity too. Cause like you said, the people you're following, 
is how you got to this place to get this opportunity. So you always want to remember that as well. Absolutely. And I feel like that's why people, you know, love you and trust you when your content is genuine and you're not just accepting any old brand deal that comes through the door just because it's a paycheck, because then people are going to be, okay, so what is this person really like? Like, what do they really believe in? What brand do they really use? Like what planner really works the best for them? If you're just constantly talking about everything, just because you're getting money thrown at you. So, and that's hard. It's definitely hard to turn down a check. It's It's hard to turn down opportunities. It really, really is. But you just got to do what's best for you that is real yeah it it really is okay I'm I'm promise you Meg I am gonna pick from these questions but I keep it's fine it's fine I got you do you you do you (laughs) so I I kind of wanted to kind of piggyback off of you bringing up your like your intellectual property especially um what I have recently been seeing on um Instagram is a lot of brands um either I hate to say Target because I love Target but for example Target if you tag them they will comment under there and say like hey let us know if we can use this so And that could be huge for somebody who is trying to grow. Wow. I see it a lot with a lot of planner companies. They will repost people pictures. But now after speaking with you a little bit about it, I'm like kind of side-eyeing that a little bit. So I, do I have a question? I guess, can you a little bit like elaborate should we do that? on that? Yeah, like should yeah. we yeah. Let's yeah. do that? Yeah, that's a great question. So it, you you can't see my own video, but I literally started scratching my neck because I'm like, I'm getting anxious <laughs> just thinking about this topic because um should at the end of the day, I want to preface everything I say, you do what is best for you and it's going to be mm-hmm. the best for you think for your brand. That is first and foremost. However, okay. What you don't understand is that if you a lot, if you go like into targets, backend websites, whatever they'll say, like, mm-hmm. if you use this hashtag, then there's literally a whole legal protection that says like, or if you respond where they're like, respond, yes, with three hearts or whatever, you know, like mm-hmm. whatever it is, like, if you actually go back and you look on that, usually there's a legal document that says that Target then owns the rights to that photo. So they can use mm-hmm. it not only on their Instagram, they could use it in promotional emails, they can use it in things, this and that. So personally, when that happens to me, I send them a quick message and say, hey, if we can talk about usage rights, here is my email address. Look forward to see, like, look forward to charging yeah. via email, you know? So um, you can charge for that. You can charge for the exclusive rights to that photo. So you can decide mm. on a flat fee that you want. And you might say, again, I'm going to go with play numbers, but you can say like, hey, I charge $5 for exclusive rights of my photos. And so you can, you know, DM them back and say like, hey, if you're interested in using this photo, please reach out to me, insert your email address. If they then reach out to you, which I've had companies, most of the time companies won't go there because they're just like, oh, they're going to ask me for money and then they don't want to pay it. And so they'll go to someone else to do that. Um, I have had companies who come to the DMs and I say, hey, I charge a flat fee for this from the exclusivity rights for this photo. Um, Some companies have said, yeah, we love that and have paid me the money. Other companies have never responded Mm. to that initial email. So That being said, what you have to understand is that you definitely should be tagging brands. You definitely should, um, especially if they're a brand that you want to work with in the future, you should be tagging them. I, it's a little secret. I live off of the Google Drive for Plan With Lore. And anytime I tag a brand in a story or in an Instagram post, I take a screenshot and I upload it to a Google Drive folder. So say if it was Target, for instance, like Mm -hmm. anytime I posted a story and I target Target, or if I posted a post and I tag target I would take a screenshot put in the folder and if ever one day I wanted to pitch to target which like I'm not 
yeah. Anyway, if I wanted to pitch yeah. to Target or if Target came to me, I can say, here's this folder. And every single time that I've mentioned your brand and, you know, mm. all of, again, work in your business, know what, know what's working for you, know what people are responding to you for, know yeah. different things like that. Um, so yeah, I think that that may or may not answer your question. I think it does. You yeah. can charge for your exclusivity rights. I would personally say charge for your exclusivity mm -hmm. rights because a brand could five years from now, take that photo that you posted that you hashtagged and say, mm -hmm. We're going to use this for a marketing campaign. Um, yep, it, yep. But, That's you know, crazy too. Um, that is crazy. Thing, yeah. That is, it's, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, social media is ruthless. Like, it, there are no mm -hmm. laws out here. We are just like going for it. So, Wow Wow West. Literally, mm -hmm. it's the Wow Wow West. <laughs> One thing that I will say, and like, you know, I don't want people to come off this podcast and be like, oh my God, I can't do anything unless I charge, like, again, up to you for what you end up doing. But I think there's also a little bit of a give and take, you know? Yeah. And so I think, yeah. like, you know, if you want to work with a brand really badly and the brand reaches out to you and you're like, I know that I can kill this content and be like nothing you've ever seen before. Maybe you do accept free product. And then maybe they come back to you again and say like, Hey, we loved what you did for us. And then you leverage that and you say, Hey, we did really great content. Here are the analytics from yep. that content this time around. Can we work in a more paid yeah. partnership? You know? And so I think there's a little bit of a give and take and you do a little bit of a dance based on what your goals are for your business, which mm -hmm. goes back to the point I made at the beginning, which is you need to know your business. You need to know what your goals are. You need to, mm -hmm. I think a lot of us come into this and I was the same way who was like, I just want this to be fun. I don't, I just, you know, and then I was like, Ooh, maybe I'll like pay for my planner supplies. And now I'm like, Ooh, this can actually be a sustainable business. And your goals will change yep. as you, as you grow and you figure out what it is. But once you figure out what that scary goal is, what that big goal is, whether it's leaving your corporate job or it's building generational wealth or it's, mm -hmm. you know, buying whatever it may be, then you use that to like influence all the decisions you make as well. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That is dope. That did pretty much answered it I the the target one triggered it because I um it was actually a post of my son so it, it just felt really weird for me yeah to give up those rights and then it's not even me you know so I'm right. always like so what did uh, you do did you end up responding to I just him? hearted and moved on I didn't even respond <laughs> you no. know typically I told Myra, you Myra be doing it like <laughs> she will heart just and move on <laughs> yeah. but yeah that's especially a picture of your baby I totally get yeah that, so yeah that that's a whole nother tangent that I'm I still like I, I love to share Ashen is a part of me and I love sharing me on social mm -hmm. media but I'm always really weird because you know he I, he can't consent he's two so you know mm -hmm. but yeah. yeah yeah and you know what that kind of I don't know if you're familiar with this podcast called under the influence Laura oh it's yeah so, isn't it so oh, good it is so good yeah it is it's everything yeah. everyone if you have to listen to this yep. after you listen to planners and wine like we mm -hmm. then go listen to it under the influence yeah seriously and I'm ready <laughs> yeah. for season two but no, what the too. episodes that really stuck out to me the most and hit home to me the most were the ones talking about being a mom influencer like yeah. in particular the involvement of children and in mom influencing and how they can't give consent and how you are making all this money off of their image and they're basically having a part-time job sometimes a full-time job to bring in that income into the family and what are the There's issues no regulations with that? Yeah. yeah there are a lot of yeah. issues with that so I love that so okay so last listener question <laughs> <laughs> 
where would you like to see plan with Laura in five years? And I'm really interested to know the answer of this. Oh, too. Okay. This is y'all getting my like real tea, my, my, my <laughs> never stated out loud. So plan with Laura in five years in my dream. Like my big goal is I would love mm-hmm. to be able to take plan with Laura fully full time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's right. I want to head to it. Um, Additionally, I would love to continue to, oh, my chair is falling. Um, I would love to be able to continue to build on the brand. I also really, what I have found that I love the most is I, I love doing this. I love the podcast interviews. Yeah. I love connecting one-on-one. I think that's also where I just really shine the most. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. I love social media. That's its own thing. But like, um, and so I also want to like, whether it's on speaking circuits, whether it's virtual events, you know, mm-hmm. I really kind of want to get onto whatever that is, um, yes. and be able to share my story to be able to share, um, you know, what I'm passionate about and to be able to help others. You know, I think that's truly like at the end of the day, for me, it's, it's helping other people mm-hmm. and, you mm-hmm. know, being able to, to relate with them and be able to share planning strategies and goal setting strategies and things like that in the future. Yes. So, um, yes. that is, those are like my two, two biggest goals of like, mm-hmm. you know, where I want to see it. Planning will always be at the core of my content. I, that's what I feel the most passionate about. Um, mm-hmm. I would say kind of like another little side goal is I would love to do work with more broad companies in the sense, like, like I would love to work with like the container store, you know, like something mm-hmm. that's not like direct, like that can still relate to planning and organization Absolutely. and setting, but like is not a planner company that only makes mm-hmm. paper planners, right. you know? So um, always looking to see how I can get involved in some of those different ways as well. So those are my, those mm-hmm. are my like five-year dreams. Um, my 10-year dream, like I told my fiance, like, I think I will know, like I will, my ultimate goal is to be able to be able to bring him on in a full-time capacity. Like that would be my like biggest, (laughs) biggest goal out there. Like, I think that would be really cool. So working every day to do a little bit of that, but um, yeah, those are my goals. We'll see where we end up. We'll see where we Mm -hmm. go. Had you had asked me this six months ago, I would have said something different. So, um, you know, (laughs) here's also to everyone, write everything down. I mean, I think where a lot of us are planners, so we're already doing that, but like, I, it's funny, like I look at my goals from the beginning of the year and I was like, I want to buy a new camera and like, I want to buy a new microphone. Like, you know, those mm-hmm. were my like big goals for the year. And I think that they have um, shifted as they always will continue to yeah. shift and continue to grow. And I'm in a really fun season right now of playing with lore, which is really exciting and something mm-hmm. that I, again, am just so thankful for and just feel so empowered by um you know everyone that I'm coming into contact with right now and so just mm-hmm. excited and lots of fun things on the horizon that are coming up that I can't wait to share out with the world yes that's and so you know, exciting <laughs> that, that, that one word you just said empower really stuck out to me because I feel like your whole platform our whole our whole platform is really all about empowerment empowering women empowering minorities empowering black women in particular to really be able to find their voice and and use their voice and just do and what works best for them to make their lives exactly what they want it to be so oh we just love you so much you're just such an inspiration like I just never get tired yeah absolutely (laughs) and um Jeanette uh definitely uh reach out to Laura 
get her on as a speaker because I I cannot Period. imagine that whole room at Wild mm-hmm. just not feeling like some level of inspiration, mm-hmm. whether it is that you want to, whatever you want to do, whether it's social media or you, yeah. you want to climb the corporate ladder, like it's just, you're so inspiring, girl. Oh, yep. You guys, <laughs> yeah. you guys are so Jeanette, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Y'all are the absolute best. And uh, one thing I always say about my platform is that I am only as good as the people who are around me, you know, mm-hmm. and I, you know, think that I have obviously some of the best people with both of you guys um, around me and in my <laughs> circle. And, you know, I think like you said, and I feel even silly to not say it, I will always, always mm-hmm. advocate for Black individuals, especially Black women, and continue yes. to amplify their voices and continue to amplify voices of any, of all people, but specifically of minority yep. populations. That will always be core to my brand. Um, yes. And that's why, like, it's so funny. One thing that they tell you in, like, social media world is, like, you should always reintroduce yourself because you never know when your followers find you. Mm-hmm. You never know when this or that. And so I'm like, I'm like, at least like once a week, I'm like, I, I got to remind y'all I'm black. Like, you know, I, I got to find, I got to like, <laughs> remind you because like, and it's always so funny because like, you know, my stuff will get shared and people will find me and that's always so great. And then like, mm-hmm. it's always so funny because whenever I'm like, let me, let me give you that little reminder. I'm like, Ooh, followers dropped. Like, I'm like, hey, uh-huh. that's okay. Yep. That's, I'm but not you know mad what? about it, but I'm like, that's how you make sure your tribe <laughs> is who needs to be there. I'm just saying yep. like, if exactly. you can't handle this realness of this black woman realness, then, you know, this ain't the podcast for you. This ain't the Instagram for you. <laughs> that, and that's okay. That's okay. Yes, that's fine. <laughs> that's perfectly fine. Lore is not for everybody. Okay. I, just yeah. like we are not for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. Love it. Yeah. So Lord, let our listeners know like where they can find you, your Patreon, everything you have going on. Just plug away. Plug away. Oh my gosh. Well, you can find me everywhere at Plan with Lore. Um, Lore is L-A-U-R. Most specifically, you're gonna find me on YouTube every Monday and Thursday. I'm coming in hot with planner tips. My series that I just did was like how to use different planner layouts so like if you recently transitioned whether it's to a vertical horizontal daily I'm doing that there um so you get a lot of really practical tips for planner content there you can find me over on Instagram at plan with Laura there I do share a little bit more about my lifestyle again you're going to see a lot of puppy pictures so that is going to be a key (laughs) part of it and now that I am wedding planning I am going to do a little bit with some wedding planning and showing you what our process looks like obviously probably asking for a lot of tips because like Mm -hmm. you know why not use the community that that I already got um and then you'll also find me over on patreon playing with Laura there um I do have to give a big shout out to Megan and Myra because this month they have actually really been helping me out with my patreon this has been a massive month so this month I was on QVC I was um showing some products for Erin Condren we're coming up with another segment of QVC soon so you can yes. hang out there. Yes. Um, we, I was the, I am the Wild University monthly professor. We we're talking about goal setting, and then I launched a planning pad 
with Bloom Daily Planner. So mm -hmm. you can also purchase that pad. It's on pre-sale right now, $10. You can plan your day exactly how I do with the flexibility to incorporate it into your day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. um, so I asked Megan and Myra if they could actually help me out with my Patreon because there's just a lot going on. And like I said, I as many hours as I wish there were in a day, there are not enough. I also recognize when I can need help. And I just want mm -hmm. to publicly say thank you so much for all the help that you've been giving. My yes. patrons are absolutely loving it. They're like, do they really, like, can they stay forever? Like, yes. can we do this every single <laughs> so, um, You know, we're just so, so, so thankful for y'all. But yeah, you can go ahead, find me over on the Patreon. It's, um, I always get asked, like, what's the vibe? Um, it's just a lot of storytelling. It's a lot of connecting. We do a mm -hmm. monthly planner meetup. That's like a virtual meetup that I do um, for any tier of my Patreons that you can come. We just talk planners right now. We're really into the Marvel movie series and the bachelor. So we've been talking about that a lot. Yes. Um, and then as the tiers go up, like I have a $20 tier where it's a little bit more curated. Like this month, Megan and Myra are helping me out and we're doing like how to find your planner style. What does that mm -hmm. look like? And then I have my VIP level where I work on you in a one-on-one -on -one capacity, whether it's um, you need accountability for goal setting, you need planning advice, or you just want to work mm -hmm. on your social media brand. So that is a little bit about me. Um, but as always, please know my DMs, emails, anything always open, always love yes. to talk. Um, might take me a little second, but I, I tell everyone in my DMs, like I try to carve out time to be able to respond to them. So it might take me a day or two to get to it, but I want to be in a headspace where I can really respond and see what you're saying and yep. have an actual conversation and not just like, you know, not right. just be so. Yes. Oh, you know what? And you just made me think of a random fun question real quick. Yes. What paper wedding planner have you bought or are you planning <laughs> on getting? I'm really curious to know like That's what wedding planner does Laura choose? Yes. Oh my goodness. I, I don't know. I don't know. I um, do have a couple of companies sending me them. So I like, we'll probably okay. do a big whole series where I like just show them all and like and compare ask for questions yeah. and you know, uh, compare it's, I feel so funny because I literally just like a couple weeks ago and like posted and recorded this video. It's like my new planner lineup, like never changing. I'm like, here we are again. <laughs> like here we are adding more planners to the, like, this is the classic planner girl problem. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. Always having absolutely. So, yeah. Um, we shall see. Maybe I'll just do, maybe I'll just use them all, you know, who's to say. Period. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> Who's going to check you? Nobody. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, thank you but so thank much you. for joining us, Laura. It has been awesome as always. Cannot wait. Already excited to have you on the podcast again. Let's talk about more planners and all of that. And guys, just stay tuned for the rest of the episode. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, guys. So we are back. Myra, what did you think about our conversation with Laura? I loved it. We got a lot of insight from her per usual. I think she's very knowledgeable about um, social media stuff. Mm -hmm. We always talk to her 
in the DMs about it. So yes. I hope you guys uh, found the conversation beneficial. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For anybody who may be interested in pursuing a career um, in social media, whether it's part-time, full-time, side gig, whatever, or if you're not interested like me, but you just love n- knowing more stuff because <laughs> you're far too lazy to pursue social media as a job like me. <laughs> I feel like you are on one end, Laura's on the other, and I'm somewhere in the You're middle. You're in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> 1,000%. 1,000%. But I, I do, I I do, do think it's to, interesting what you're Yeah, it, it definitely mm-hmm. is. It definitely is. Like, I want to, but it's just a whole lot of other life juggles in the middle of there that kind of keeps me in the middle but absolutely I mean it's hard like we said like Laura basically has two full-time jobs yeah for sure one thing about social media that you cannot slack on is the consistency you have to be consistent with pursuing social media for any type of income period and you can't do it if you're not consistent yeah you just can't unless like you do something like controversial or something crap like that but yeah, if you want to sure. do like some planning stuff <laughs> yeah definitely if you want to be like be a legitimate person yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> for sure for yeah, sure it ain't no just hopping in and coming back making ten thousand on your first post like nah that's oh, not how no absolutely that not because even if you got the followers that algorithm is very unforgiving and if you stop posting for a couple weeks or a couple months sometimes hell even a couple days nobody's going to be able to find your stuff unless they physically that go to part, your page yeah. and that is one of the things People that i not really gonna remember you yeah i can't stand that about instagram i really do miss the days when what you saw at the top of your feed was just the last thing that the last person you follow posted mm-hmm. you know and i was like, i missed the chronological i'm never gonna uh yeah off of that because i really do miss that because i feel like an idiot like commenting on something then after I send comment is like this was posted three days ago like it's like three days old. <laughs> it's like three days old yeah exactly and you know what that's one of the reasons like even today I really don't sit there and scroll through my feed like that like I may do it a little bit but I used to be going down my feed for like a long amount of time when it was actually in chronological order mm-hmm. but now like you said I don't want to see something that's we go I don't care like if I didn't see it when it was posted then it just is what it is so <sighs> Instagram. Yeah. Oh, Instagram. It's a love-hate relationship with Instagram. It's one of my favorite social media platforms, but mm-hmm. yeah, the algorithm could use some work. It's we'll all about the IG stories for me now. It's all about, like, that's what I sit there and look at, the IG stories. It's a lot less curated in stories, too. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, more yeah, genuine I like content, that. Yeah. less curated, and yeah, I get to see what my friends have going on in their stories because they're people posting their stories like several times a day. So mm-hmm. that's way more current than an Instagram post to me, but... For sure. <sighs> we can have a whole in, you know episode talking about how <laughs> yes. shit Instagram can be, <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. <laughs> We do have some planner world news. So um, Happy Planner did a live this week showcasing their newest collection, which um, I believe is dropping on June the 25th, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's Um, what Caitlin, shout out to Creating Chaos, said in our group chat. I want to say it was the 20, I want to say like the preview was Tuesday and then the release was Thursday. Oh yeah, okay. So the preview is gonna be six twenty-two and the and it officially drops on six twenty-four is what she said. So what did you think about this new collection? Um Caitlin actually um 
it's funny because I, I do follow Happy Planner and I did not see this live pop up at all. Shout out to the mm-hmm. algorithm. I heard it from Caitlin. <laughs> you know what? I saw the live. I just assumed that it was about like something that they had just like because they just did that Happy Planner. Was it the box or something? So I oh, know yeah, it was yeah, like yeah. the box or just like talking about it. I just it it didn't even calculate or register to me that it could be new stuff yeah. already. <laughs> like at yeah. all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it at all. But um, at first I was just like, you know, like, especially coming off of that very lackluster box. I'm sorry. It was mm-hmm. kind of trash. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't even go and look at it until Caitlin said something about it. And uh, when I went back and looked at it, I was like, I actually like a mm-hmm. lot of this stuff in here. I was really mm-hmm. pleasantly surprised by these uh, new memory keepers. Oh yeah, yeah. Cause we've been saying forever that we don't need like a full weekly spread for every week of the year for memory keeping because that can be very overwhelming. So that kind of mm-hmm. takes like the calendar timeline aspect out of it because yep. then you just throw in some pictures and write down a memory or two whenever you feel like and you're not tied to like a calendar. So I really do like that too. Yeah, yeah. Cause basically the in the past their memory planners. I mean keepers were basically a planner mm-hmm. um yeah but yeah. I do like kind of this bujo style that they have going on um I don't think I'm gonna necessarily purchase it because it's like if I really I have the tools already here mm-hmm. in my to make it but um I did thought that was pretty neat yeah and I don't know why they didn't make that mickey box this mickey oasis yeah the mickey oasis stuff is really cute so yeah i love disclosure, guys i like scanned through the live because i mean no shade at all to the mom and girl plans but you know me myra i don't want to talk in i just want to see the stuff (laughs) i just want Uh, the same i kind of scanned through it too but i really wish um ig had like the double tap feature like is on youtube because mm-hmm. if I try to scan I'm like oh I missed that and then I have you to missed, go back that's yeah. why I feel like I didn't get a good look at everything in it mm-hmm. I just saw like bits and pieces so I'm excited for the preview on the 22nd so I can like really for see sure. all the yeah. products because yeah. yeah I just don't have time for all the talking like people say that but when like like going to YouTube people say that they just want to see the stickers and I just show y'all the stickers and y'all don't click on the video but if I send you mm-hmm. a 30 40 minute long going through every page of the stickers it gets views see, so what do y'all want me. she is not me <laughs> I can't speak for them but when I say I really want? don't want no talking I generally mean that but I get what you're saying because the girls they be saying that and they don't really be meaning that but me though the I think there are enough lie. people there are enough people like the people who sit in those lives the whole 40 minutes or whatever mm-hmm. enough people want to hear the talking and you know I'm just I guess I'm just you know the silent minority who <laughs> yeah. I just want to see the sticker <laughs> Yeah, it just it's always confusing. I always hear people like, I just want to see the stuff. And mm-hmm. then when you get you that, that and yeah, it's crazy. It's it's absolutely crazy. Side note, sorry. But yeah, this this release is looking really good. I guess we can give like a better of our opinion once the preview mm-hmm. is out. So, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, we'll update yeah. y'all. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm excited to like really, really get to see it and stuff. Also, um, Plum Paper, they had a sale this past week. It's over now because it ended on the 18th, but because Mm -hmm. they did release their modern color scheme to the majority of their layouts. I think the only thing that is still not on as far as the A5 are just the teacher layouts. But I think Mm -hmm. every other layout with them, you can get it in the modern color scheme in the A5. And if you're not familiar with it, 
the modern color scheme is just gorgeous. It could really just be their only color scheme because the other two just don't compare. I like it way better. So <laughs> I think it's called neutral. This mm-hmm. that's not neutral. It's gray. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just it's a gray just scale. Gray. And it's I boring. wish it, yeah. it should be less gray on those pages. It should just be black and white on the pages. Like they really need to remix that a lot. Yeah. I don't like that either. But I do love modern and Shout out to y'all. We did not get no messages because mm-hmm. our episode actually came out mm-hmm. after they announced that. And we did mention like, come on, put that modern layout on A5. Mm-hmm. And nobody said anything. Thank you. I think they're learning. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, yeah. Learning. It, I think people like, get, yeah. Like, yeah, they're learning that we clearly pre-record this episode before you guys hear it. Yeah, Usually the we weekend know. before. We don't know everything. Obviously, you know, yeah. when it when it calls for it, we can definitely stand to be corrected on mm-hmm. things that actually matter. Like if I say something incorrect about the LGBTQ community or the Asian community or something like that, absolutely correct me. Let me know that I may have misspoke or I may have said a fact in the wrong way. But when it comes to this planner stuff, it's not necessary because it's not important. Girl, they're gonna do it anyway that's why i put in the show notes like this is previously recorded we know myra really don't want to hear it because i at least i'll be like oh okay thanks for letting me know myra just gonna probably heart your message (laughs) and keep it moving yeah and it's not me being like a a a a-ho or anything it's just in my nature and i guess it's it's (laughs) kind of comes from doing social media when you literally say this is where I got the planner and then you get 47 comments about where did I get the planner mm-hmm. so I know not everybody is like in this kind of realm so mm-hmm. but yeah yeah not to be mm-hmm. an a-hole about it but it is kind of annoying it is it can be definitely <laughs> annoying for sure for sure okay and so let's uh kind of flashback to something that we were talking about at the beginning of the episode so um if you are tuned into the news you know that um president joe biden officially signed juneteenth into law as a federal holiday which means it is a holiday that federal employees will get off and I think that usually how that works is different states and jobs and whoever else can make the decision on their own for whether or not people get off work for that. Um, And it's a nice gesture. It's definitely way overdue. Juneteenth should have been a holiday a long, long time ago. Um, But to me, it's an empty gesture because we're still dealing with police brutality. There has really just been no like national thing done about that uh we're still dealing with voting rights uh being stripped away in different states congress has not done anything to stop that um and yet oh well look we gotta possibly an extra day off work possibly depending on where who you work for it's like do some things to really help black people because i feel like if y'all if their goal is to just pat themselves on the back for this thinking that they're actually really helping black people then that this ain't it this ain't it at all um like you said i do agree it's definitely well overdue it does come off a little bit performative when you have states like trying to a little bit (laughs) yeah I'm trying to be nice. That's putting it lightly. <laughs> that is what if you look up performative in the dictionary, you will see Juneteenth becoming a federal holiday in 2021. It is literally the definition of performative. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It it is 
yeah but we we are taking away like race theory from the classroom but we need Juneteenth yeah teachers can't teach about Juneteenth in a real way but it's a holiday federal holiday okay yeah it's it's wild like not Mm -hmm. not to say that we didn't need it and then honestly just because it's a federal holiday not too many of these positions is not you know they're not going to get all for it I then got a whole bunch of like these what it like promotional emails like mm-hmm. oh we're celebrating it like do, do y'all give y'all employees the time off seriously no because bath and body works you sent me that y'all having a semi-annual sale right after that so the store exactly. ain't closed <laughs> the store's not closed no yeah, the, i mean just... there are employers who still don't give people martin luther king day off and how long has that been a federal holiday mines is one of them the way they, they justified it is more people want wanted the day after thanksgiving yeah because that'll be a friday they wanted that why not both why not both it's literally a day that's a possibility and that's why don't nobody want to work for y'all asses like these companies these companies begging people (laughs) to work for them (laughs) trying to make sure congress you know kick people off unemployment for turning down their shitty jobs why not make a place that people actually want to work at how about that yeah and that's currently my goal is I have like there is a very handful of companies out there that I would die to work out because it just seems Mm -hmm. like they respect their employees they do what they They, need to do yeah Yeah, exactly exactly yeah it's just it's just frustrating to me because like I said I am happy that Juneteenth is finally recognized as a federal holiday because it is well well overdue and if you don't know what Juneteenth is you know do your research google is free um, but I'm sure most of y'all know what Juneteenth is, but yeah, like it's just, it's literally the definition of performative activism. It is just doing something that's basically symbolic that is really having no real effect or help or giving no real help to black people and people of color at all. Like, where is the legislation that will cancel student loans? Like, where is the legislation that will, you know, stop, help stop police brutality? Like, where's the legislation that will end all this voter suppression that's popping up all all over the place in these Republican-run states? Like, that is what Black people need. That's what Black people need. So. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I don't foresee them student loans going anywhere anytime soon to be 100 honest i don't either and that's also why I, I, they will still be on deferment for me because mm-hmm. y'all not getting it y'all not getting y'all it not getting if y'all it. listening sally may you're not getting it um great <laughs> great lakes y'all not getting it we not even i can't even afford to give it back because like, i don't have it yeah y'all not getting it because we don't have it period but that, that's the thing and i'm sure there are people who question well why should student loans be canceled student loans are something that disproportionately affects black kids and kids of color i mean not to say that but white kids don't have student loan debt that's fine you can cancel their debt too we're not even just saying just cancel our debt cancel all of that shit because nobody should have to pay for education because it was really like a scam that was sold to us like oh all you got to do is get this degree spend all these thousands of dollars and you're gonna have Ooh. this great career that's gonna help you pay it off and that, that it's the career part for me that didn't quite come through nope so it, yeah I think that like even with talking to like my grandparents that worked for y'all mm-hmm. back in y'all day like you can just go and get 
like they went with the post office instead of going to school mm-hmm. like you could get a good job with mm-hmm. and get a pension but that's not how mm-hmm. it is for me I don't know what happened between y'all and me but somebody messed up something and <laughs> the, cost, the cost of getting an education is drastically so different much higher. but the salaries are not drastically yeah. different Mm-mm. the cost yeah. of getting a house is drastically different like since becoming a teacher this is the first job I've had where I actually needed a degree to be a teacher and I'm but I'm still get, but I'm literally getting paid slightly less than I did when I had my job where I didn't need a degree in insurance yeah they say (laughs) they say it's preferred to have the degree but I've worked with people in insurance who had like like a zoology degree like nothing Mm -hmm. even remotely to insurance at all my last manager that I had in insurance before I left, I love her. I still have a good relationship with her because she does, you know, references for me all the time. Shout out to her. <laughs> she didn't have a degree. She was my manager, but I had a degree. Chuck doesn't have one and he makes much more than I do. See? With one. So good. That could be a sexism thing too, but it, that has something the point to do still with it served. for sure. But still, yes. <laughs> So yeah, so we we say all this to say that, like I said, having Juneteenth as a federal holiday is real nice, but it's not enough, and we're not accepting it as a band aid of anything. We still want real change. We still want real help to Black communities and communities of color who need it. Um, and that's not enough. Like we was gonna celebrate and go up for Juneteenth anyway. We don't need no colonizer recognition of it to make it important to (laughs) us because it's been important to us. Yeah that's that's a hundred percent true and a lot of us speaking of black and brown people don't have those jobs that will even give us that day off so mm-hmm. period I, i'm a teacher i'm already gonna be it is saturday <laughs> but even you know if it wasn't saturday yeah a lot of black I'm always and brown gonna people be work off. like service jobs so exactly nope they still don't want you at work yeah. exactly you can wear your you know uh you know juneteenth t-shirt to work but still bring your butt to work period i wonder if target got one because they did have a black history but them folks still gonna be at work period so yeah as much as i like target but they they not closing them stores no they are not (laughs) they are not and you know what actually because i told y'all i've been going through this thing with uh trying to buy and buy our house and sell and sell sell our house and buy a new one so the lady uh that we're working with for selling our house i text her and she has like these automated text messages because i know she works on saturdays so i text her this morning because i had a question i got a reply back saying that oh we're closed right now due to recognizing the national holiday i'm like seriously <laughs> so when i actually so when a black person actually needs you on that national holiday <laughs> where, where yeah. you at i can't so i gotta wait till monday to get my question answered and i'm i'm not happy i'm not happy <laughs> i well good for her for being able to get the day off so quickly i know a lot Girl, of banks aren't observing it until this next year since it was that was so that soon. was instant like that was absolutely yeah. instant yeah <sighs> but yeah that's all we're gonna say about that but hell we thing. even working on juicy <laughs> period <laughs> And this is a Black-owned company, and they still got us working. <laughs> oh, this is not right. This is not right. Next year on Juneteenth, we are not. We are taking the day off. Hell, we may take the week off next next year on Juneteenth, so it can get some real recognition. Yes. <sighs> but yeah, but real quick. 
before we wrap up the episode, we want to shout out to one of our sponsors of this episode, uh, episode, 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 no teak, <laughs> uh, and their affirmation water tracking bottle. Uh, make sure you go check that out on their website. It benefits a really, really special organization that helps, um, send Africa, send, oh my gosh, y'all messing up, send water to, <laughs> to countries in Africa, um, that have issues getting it on their own. So shout out to no teak once again for sponsoring this episode also shout out to our guest plan with laura she is also a sponsor of this episode obviously we will have her on the episode regardless of if she sponsors or not but she really um cares about us cares about our podcast wanted to support our podcast and she um decided to sponsor our episode so we love that for her and us and we really appreciate it and if you are a small business owner or company out there and you're interested in working with us as far as sponsoring episodes purchasing ad space definitely hit us up um at planners and wine at gmail.com um because we love to work with you yes absolutely yeah just hit us up you can find us out on our um website too you can mm-hmm. send us a note there at planners and wine pod.com yep. so either way We'll let it work yep. with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And check out our Patreon, our merch. We have something really, really special coming super soon. So if you are a part of our Patreon and our Facebook group, you should definitely, you you have already seen what we're talking about, but everybody else will be announcing it to y'all probably within the next few weeks. Mm-hmm. So just stay tuned. Like Myra said earlier, make sure you are following us on Instagram, Planners and Wine. And um, I think that's it. You got anything else, Myra? No, we'll see you all next week. Bye, guys.